ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Who sucks more, the U.S. men's soccer program or NC State's men's basketball program? Wow. That's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> Are we talking U17 or no, I no, I'm trying to I'm trying to get it out. Um I think that and to be clear, I didn't do this because I just wanted to bash the US men's soccer program. Yeah, cuz I, like, I, I, I can't know. do that. I I think that they have had I think their challenge, and I'm going to defend the U.S. men's soccer team because um, that's where I figured you'd be. Yeah, because they, the thing with the U.S. men's team, in my point of view, is they, they've always struggled with international play, and where they fall apart is when they play South American teams. Central American teams, right. they can like, they can control the pitch. They can, yeah, they're not too bad. But as soon as they start playing Brazil, Argentina, yeah. Chile, like, even Peru. Peru yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, Colombia, and it's like, wow, I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Um, they do, I think they play marketably well with European teams because most of the players now have, uh, they have like European contracts. So, right. So they're playing over there and they're familiar, fami more familiar with those guys' styles. And you do have some of the players from South America that go up to Europe as well, but not as many. Right. So you don't get as much experience with that. And the style of play in Europe is completely different from the way that they play in South America. And South America, in my opinion, has been like one of the eliminators for, for us in the Olympics and World Cup. Um, so, so then it sounds like, I mean, this is similar to our conversation we've had about NC State men's basketball before, where it's like, what do you target as your goal? Are you trying to beat the European teams, right, where you've already kind of established, yeah. like, hey, we can do that sometimes? Or is it, no, we've got to figure out how we beat the South American teams, because if we can't even get past a South American team, it may not matter if we can beat a European team, right? Right. That's exactly it, and that's that's my philosophy. And I'm not, I I think that, for example, uh, the NC State uh, baseball team phenomenal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Their pitching lineup is bananas. Their women's soccer team phenomenal. Their football team is, in, in all seriousness, very competitive. And I think they have yeah. the makeup to be a very strong team. Um, I think the, the women's basketball women's basketball team, team right, yeah. has been phenomenal for the last right. several years. Like Westmore is just absolutely crushing it. Yeah. So, I, and I would say that another most of their athletic program, like, and the only blotch they have is the men's basketball team because they've decided to not yeah. be consistent. They've decided to focus on how do I compete against uh, Carolina and Duke, and Carolina and Duke aren't their problems. Like, and I watched the right. Carolina game. Duke wasn't their problem. It was a crappy lineup. Well, not crappy. There was injuries. There was a lot of yeah. things that went went off. Um, I wouldn't even blame the coach. I yeah. I would just say that you have to be focused on like the great coaches, like Coach K. You know, um, for example, uh, Coach Keats. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys. Those guys finished strong against like Kentucky's, Kansas, um, uh, yeah. UNLV. Even USC consistently. The, the more consistent, like, yeah. you know, blue blood, blood basketball programs. Kansas. Right. Um, 
you know, Michigan State, even like Ohio State, right? The Big Ten. Um, yeah, it was crazy this year because I, I don't think I watched the ACC Big Ten challenge. Are you, are you going to validate like another one of my deal. points? Like, this is, is this going to be a two? No, I, well, me maybe. I this know. is going to be a twofer. Might, I was going to say you might get a twofer out of this. Um, but the what was it? The SEC played the like the. It was the SEC Big 12, I think. Right. Right? Because it was like Kansas versus um, – I don't even remember. But it was really interesting. Like, I seemed like much better basketball than what I've seen. I mean, the ACC seems to be on its ass this year overall. Uh, I mean, like you have Duke, who's obviously, like, leading the way. But they're basically the only, like, super good team yeah. in the league this year. It feels like everybody else is a significant step down from them. And then you have, like, the bottom rung – where NC State's been hanging out. And granted, like, I think State would be having a better year if we hadn't lost Manny Bates. Like, we've, what is it, Boo Corrigan, the athletic director, was on one of the local radio shows uh, in Raleigh that I get down here, the Adam Gold show. Mm -hmm. And he was asking him, you know, about the basketball team and stuff like that. And Boo's like, you know, well, we've got this guy's out, this guy's out, this guy's out, and this guy's out. Um, that's almost a combined 28 feet of basketball players that we're missing because <laughs> it's all of our – Front court guys, right. you know, it's like if Manny Bates, the leading blocker in the ACC, like, and then the three guys who were essentially going to help him out, all of them have gotten injured right. and been missing significant time. And so I get it that they're playing with essentially a skeleton crew. I think people are being a little unrealistic in terms of what you can expect from that team. But at the same time, you know, like this is Kevin Keats fifth year. You know, he has had the like the um, I think his the investigation, right? The NCAA investigation over the whole Adidas thing. That's that. I, I think his say, problem like, well, is I think him. his problem is his how he recruits. Like, I don't think NC State has got a uh, strong uh, rec like re recruitment plan. And they go for people that aren't committed to a school that ha that yep. perform well. And I think that is their problem. They've got to get well, not only that, but he loves picking up guys that are never going to come to school here. Oh, sh like he's had three commits from guys that jumped straight to the NBA or went to like the NBA G League or something right. like that because they were that good, which is great. Like, in a sense, it's cool because it seems like it builds up the it's... notoriety. People are like, oh, NC State. But if the kid never actually shows up and plays like and for all all of the hard work and money spent to acquire Dennis Smith Jr. Like that was the worst basketball season of Mark Gottfried's tenure here. Like it was awful. It was the beginning of the end. And that was in part because I think he spent so much time trying to get Dennis Smith Jr. He completely forgot to recruit everybody else. And that's where I think NC State football has figured out their niche when it comes to recruiting, right? They find the two and three star guys where they look at him and go, I'm not looking at what I'm seeing now, but I'm seeing what do I see in three years with our weight and strength and conditioning program? Yeah, we can right? we can get what to can a, we, a spot. Is the frame there that we can build on top of that? And they're great at taking guys that are playing different positions in high school and saying, all right, like we're moving you up to that next level here. So if you were a safety in high school, they bulk you up and they move you to linebacker. If you were a linebacker, they bulk you up, they move you to defensive end. And so I, I love the way that Dave's gone about building that program. I call him Dave because we're on a first-name basis. <laughs> What's up, Dave? Um, but, yeah, like I think, I think you're absolutely right. Like Kevin Keats needs to identify what his recruitment plan is. I think early on he thought he could run very much the same system that he did at UNCW, which is a four guards and a one big. 
I don't think that you can consistently do well, that in the you know, ACC. You know it was shutting down Duke in the like the horrendous game when they went to a 3-2 zone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was literally in my room watching this game because I, I started watching in my living room. I'm like, all right, we're down 22 points. Like That's, that's not even a thing, yo. <laughs> so I grab a beer and I go upstairs and I'm like, all right, please. What? What? Why are we playing man to man? They are zipping you. They are literally zipping you the whole time. And, and isn't that like as a fan one of the most frustrating things to sit there and watch it on TV or like watch it live and feel like you have the answer, but the oh. coach is doing nothing? And I'm not like that's nothing against Hubert Davis because I well, think that game yeah well was Hubert, a little out of hand early. Well, on, coach, <laughs> well, Coach Davis made a point so you guys have got to make plays, and and that's when they started when they came from the half and they started to try to make some plays. They were just too far gone. Uh, yeah. And I think that that's it, it goes back to the U.S. men's team. Um, when they made roster changes, when they started to, uh, you know, not just promote people from U7, like Christian Pulsnick, that kid is amazing. I know he gets a lot of heat. I know he's had some injuries. I like It's like I was uh, watching an interview with Altador or reading it, and um, it's the same thing. There is so much talent that we have, but we don't utilize them in a way that's competitive outside of this country as far as international play. Um, and Altador wasn't like a, you know, he wasn't a speed guy. He was a precision, like, sh- guy you just couldn't get around and just let him play. Trying to play like, a, you know, four-year forwards in, in soccer, it, like the way they were, tr- like the team was running in the U.S. before was ridiculous. It just didn't make any sense because you'll get like a a two-trap, th- two I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go into like, I, in my mind, I'm saying, like, if you watch South American soccer, they'll close you, they'll trap you super quick, and there's always an out, right? So you'll have possession of the ball, and you'll get two defenders on you, and they cut out your kicking lane just like that, but they have a way to cut the, to get the ball and to get it to a free player every time, nine times out of ten. Um, and that's what I think that, you know, with the Americans right now, getting the experience, you know, overseas, getting the experience, like playing and watching different uh, setups, not going with the, the stupid line, not stupid, the, the immature, like playing boring lineups to play with people that didn't play that way, especially Colombia or Brazil, you know, not having legs, not doing the right uh, substitutions. It's just, it's a, you know, that's what makes your, your team struggle. So I, I will say that I, I think NC State sucks more because they have a bigger hill to climb, right? It's a it's a whole mentality change. I would say that the U.S. men's team was there like two World Cups ago um, where – Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, granted, two World Cups ago was over eight years ago, but – you're not wrong. I, I hear what you're saying. Like in because the World Cup only comes around every four years. Like they've had a better shot at it than yeah. probably the NC State basketball team. Um, yeah, I, I mean I'm probably going to have to agree. I do think that overall the NC State basketball team probably sucks more than the U.S. men's team. Um, but I think they both suffer from a lot of the same stuff, which is consistency. You know, it's like you you need to be able to play consistently at a high level if you're going to compete in those leagues. Well, and the so... difference with the two the two clubs is that the the men's team depending on how they set up practice. Like they may not play together as much as a college team, right? 
Sure. And I think that's a, that's a fault of, um, you know, how the U.S., you know, builds its team, like, for the next, like, 10 years. So I'm, you know, if you go, if you go to uh, like Brazil or Peru or any, you know, any other country outside of the States, I mean, you don't just have a U17 team. Uh, you have like, uh, you know, preteens that are, they are gearing up to like, they're going to probably play with 40% of the same people until they're like, you know, go to the pros. Um, yeah. We haven't figured that out yet. I, th I thought the MLS was going to bring some of that to us. Um, it hasn't. And we still only bring our, our top talent out for international matches. And that's a problem. Yeah. So, but all in all, I think, you know, and this is not to knock NC State. Uh, my daughter actually got me a um, NC State coffee mug. It says NC State Dad. <laughs> and it, it's like, it's in the cabinet and I have to use it. Yeah. Um, it's going to hurt me to use it because as we can all see that, it's going to be hard to use. Just make sure you send me a picture. <laughs> so I can post it on the social medias. <laughs> <sighs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.